In this week's episode, I am chatting with Liz Colts. She is the owner of The Anxious Adult, where she helps smart but overwhelmed adults manage the anxieties of business and life. And we have an awesome conversation about Liz's own story uh, with anxiety and depressive episodes and how she is really passionate about normalizing the conversation around mental health. And she also shares some of the best systems and processes, little tips and tricks that she has found that really help to just ease stress, simplify things, let some things go. So she has some really great stuff to share. I really love this conversation. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child, but I believe it also takes a village to raise a mom. I'm your host, Jillian Benke, the founder of Mom Camp, and each episode I chat with busy moms who are doing awesome things in life and work. Join us for real conversation and community, because this is your village. This is the Around the Campfire podcast. Hi, Liz, and welcome to the Around the Campfire podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I am so glad to have you here. For those that don't know, Liz was a guest speaker in the Ignite membership community, and it was such a great presentation. I love so much of the story that she shares and her message. So I am so excited to chat today. Can you start by introducing yourself and who you're a mom to all of the things? Sure. So uh, my name is Liz Colts, and I currently live in the Raleigh, North Carolina um, area. I just moved here last year from upstate New York. So this is a new adventure my family is on. Um, I am married and I am mom to two girls, Delaney, who is nine, and Addison, who is 11. They are currently with their grandparents in New York for the month. So that's an exciting thing. Amazing. <laughs> Um, and I, so I worked as a, I worked in state government for 15 years when I lived in New York. And when I left New York, I decided to pile on one more crazy thing and <laughs> I decided to start my own business. So I, now I do business consulting and coaching. <laughs> so cool. I love that sort of fresh start, just going for it and, and, you know, putting all the things in place and kind of designing the life as you want it. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's what I have a, you can, nobody can see it because it's a podcast, but I have a, <laughs> I have a, a sign back here that says she designed the life she wanted Yes, like, because like that is kind of what I'm like, we made this huge change. Let's, yeah. let's really pause and like figure out what we want to do and, yeah. you know, and figure it out. And it's Be kind of like intentional. Exactly. I think it's like yeah. the opposite of cheers. I'm always like, it's where nobody knows my name. And that yeah. was kind of freeing. Like you'd say, you know, it's, it's this like fresh start and like nobody knows. So any like hangups I might've had of being like, Oh, everyone knows me and they'll wonder what I'm doing. You know, like right. nobody knows me here. So here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's quite freeing. Right. I love it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you didn't mention the name of your company. Oh, yes. So the name of my company is The Anxious Adult. And so the my, I guess, mission statement, mm -hmm. so to speak, for it is that I help smart and overwhelmed adults manage the anxieties of business and life. So I have, like, if, if you know, if you couldn't gather from the name of the company. <laughs> You're I totally have, chill. I'm totally chill. I am not an anxious person. No. So I, yes, I am a very anxious person. Actually, I have anxiety. I've had a, a major depressive disorder um, over the years. I've been diagnosed. And um, part of 
what I have always struggled with is managing my anxiety, but also being a really high achiever because I just always have been. That's the way I've been. I think that's the way, that's the way I was made. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- when I would have struggles with my anxiety over the years and as I was achieving in my career or my life, I would sometimes um, question, like, should I just stop trying so hard to achieve? And that would make managing my anxiety easier. And it just never sat well with me. So I always, so I decided that like, I have to figure out a way to manage both my anxiety and achieve my goals because I think that you don't have to give up one. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to give up your dreams just to manage, you know, your anxiety. Um, so I am not a medical professional in any way, <laughs> right, shape or right. form. Um, you know, I am just someone, I, I live with anxiety. I have been on medication for, well, my daughter's nine. So for, you know, nine years now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I openly share about my experiences because it was other moms sharing about their, um, experiences with postpartum depression that made me realize I wasn't a monster and made me seek Mm -hmm. help Mm -hmm. because, you know, so like I had postpartum depression and anxiety after both of my children. Um, but like I hit it and I didn't release, I didn't, I didn't know about it. I didn't seek help Mm -hmm. for a very long time because I just thought I was broken. I was, you know, right. So (laughs) I don't know if the long story short. So like the, you know, leaving my home state and starting all over, I've always just wanted to find a career with more purpose so that I can Mm. find you know, the things I like about, you know, liked about my career, but also helping others and sharing my story and helping other people feel less alone in what they're going through. I admire that so much. And I appreciate it so much. I did your anxiety and depression start with like the birth of your kids or did you have anxiety maybe undiagnosed before that or definitely looking back and knowing full well, like understanding what anxiety and depression are very well now. I believe I had been undiagnosed for a very long time. With both. I, with both. With definitely okay. I okay. I I definitely had anxiety and I know I went through a series of depressive episodes. I can thinking back over my teen yeah. years and definitely anxiety in, you know, going to college and all uh, all that um type of stuff. So it but it was so it wasn't until I was 27. No, 29 mm. that I was actually diagnosed that I finally like said something's not right here I need to um yeah you know something's not right and it even going through therapy and being on meds it still took a while to really like understand this is this is an anxiety attack or this is a depressive episode because I just always felt that way so right. it was weird to like I remember the first time like when my meds finally kicked in the first time I was on them and I was like oh, like my anxiety, like just came down a level. And I'm like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to feel like. I'm not supposed to feel right. like this like heightened level of worry and, you know, stress all the time. And I'm like, oh, hmm, this is new. Well, and it kind of makes you, you have to process your whole life a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of realize that what you were feeling could have, could be different. Do you know what I mean? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because this is like, it's not all I, but it was all I knew for so long. Yeah. And like, so I'm like, oh, this is, this is different. And, you know, like, I, I always remember, like, sometimes I, I remember back in high school being like, being overly worried about things and overly anxious about things. Right. But I was like, oh, it must be like a, you know, because I was a teenager. I'm like, something must be a sign for something or that was going to happen, you know, or like, that it was like, you know, something like that. So I always thought it was like, I don't know, it meant that something was heightened or like my intuition or something was going to happen. So, you know, it's right. like, no, but it's me, like, or my brain, like, really let's like, focusing in on things and catastrophizing things. Yeah. And all that. Wow. So, 
okay. So you're a high achiever though. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I totally get it. Cause I think if I tried to give up some of the things that cause me, um, some stress, sometimes anxiety, but stress, mm-hmm. because I've had that thought, like, what if I just stopped and stopped caring so much mm-hmm. about this particular thing of my job or stopped loading on all of the extra things, right? Like let's build a business while I work full time, right? What (laughs) if I just stopped? But the idea of stopping is actually more stressful to me than the stress that those things cost because I just, I feel so deeply about those things that I don't want to give them up. If you know what I mean? So I know exactly what you mean. I know because that is how, so like right now I have so many different facets as I'm trying to figure out what my business is Yeah, and it doesn't feel like work. So I think that was what it was. I would look back at my career and I'd be like, oh, I achieved all this. So like I have a, you know, I'm, you know, I'm a leader in my organization and all that, but I wasn't happy. So it, it, but now I'm like, I work so many more hours now (laughs) as, you know, as an entrepreneur and a business owner than I ever did when I worked for the state, but it doesn't feel like work. No, it's fulfilling. It really, really is. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, I'm, you know, what is it? It's 10 o'clock at night, you know, at yeah. my time, you know, yeah. and like, I'm like, this is fine. <laughs> but if I it was, it. but if it was, you know, like somebody like my old job like calling me to like, because oh, yeah. some urgency or something, I would be so mad because, yeah. and that, and I think that's, you know, like what is really fulfilling in your life versus what just pays the bills and totally. You know, I think that was hard to reconcile with being a high achiever because I was like, oh, I got to this point. And if Mm -hmm. I, it was all what I wanted, but it wasn't really what I wanted. Yeah. It's been interesting the last five to eight years, I'd say I'm in a management level position Mm -hmm. in my organization. And for every time up to that, I was always like next level, next level, let's go to the next position. Oh, there's, I'm going to be the director. I'm going to be whatever. And I got to this point where I just sort of thought, no, I don't actually want that next level. And maybe it's because of what the next level is in my organization. And Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want that portfolio or, but it's like, no, I'm actually kind of good where I'm at. Uh, (laughs) You know, plus I have the mental and emotional capacity to do the things that I really care about outside of work, which I don't know if I would, if I went to that level. So it's been an interesting transition from that constantly wanting to go up to just kind of being okay where I am because of the other things it brings. Right. Right. Absolutely. And I think that that's something that we always struggle with that, you know, if, if you're a higher achiever, like I always wanted more and more. I, I did the same yeah. thing like two years before I we ended up moving and doing all this. Um, I ended up taking a lateral position. So I was in, you know, management director positions and we were doing this huge transformation project. And I took a, a lateral because it was like the perfect job for me, hmm. but it was also giving up so much stress. And I also, yeah. but I, like, and I, it did, you know, I was just like, oh, I'm like, I felt like I was stepping down or I felt, I felt like I was failing almost because I took this lateral and it wasn't the next step up, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm like, but this is part of a huge project and it's, you know, so important for the organization and, and it was not seen by anyone else as a failure or a step down, yeah. or like that. but you know, that's how I, I think that's where I get in trouble with my high achieving is the perfectionism or the like fear yeah. of failing and or their perception of other people, or what they, what I think they think of me, but it's actually right. work. I think of myself. Right. <laughs> totally. Totally. Okay. So as a high achiever mm-hmm. with anxiety and depressive, um, episodes, 
or at least the potential for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you obviously have had to implement some things and some mechanisms and processes to kind of support that. Right. Yes. And I know you have a very analytical mind and you love <laughs> I <do>. frameworks. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you have some systems to share with us today of what sure. you did to kind of help ease those things. Right. Absolutely. So like, it's a, it's going to be a whole, I'm like, it's going to be all over the place Yeah, but it's a lot, it. because it is nine, 10 years in the making too, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how to, you know, be a parent and also have a job and also manage mental health. So, and then it'll, and it runs the gamut of small to large things. Like the, sure. the thing that is jumping to my mind as like, this seems so simple, but like with meal planning <laughs> say, yep. you know, so like, the like just the fact that like I I would go every Friday is when I would do my grocery shopping mm-hmm. and this especially when my kids were really young like they would go to bed at 7 30 at night because they were babies or whatever I would go out by myself I would do the grocery shopping I would plan all the meals for the week mm-hmm. and it was like it was like a double it was it was both my time alone because mm-hmm. that is I'm also an introverted person even though it doesn't might not <laughs> seem like it I need that alone time in order you need the recovery to time yeah right you know but also then I knew that I was prepping for the entire week that like this is what, this is the plan, having this in place. I got everything that I needed. I didn't have the kids with me. I didn't have my husband with me, all that type of stuff. And then it's just one less decision to make. Cause I think mm-hmm. that that's something that if I, if I, you know, think about all them, like the decision fatigue, yeah. like, I, like, that, like, you know, okay. So we're just having tacos for dinner tonight. I don't have to think like, okay, what are we having? Do I have, you know, right. that at five o'clock at night looking in the fridge and saying, oh my gosh. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, and it, like what I, a lot of what things I would implement would be, you know, like just what's solving the problem. Like one, like I always, and like, so when my children were in daycare, and I don't know if in Canada daycare is as expensive as it is in the U.S. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so like we had two kids in daycare and it was more than our mortgage and our taxes and everything. <laughs> and like, I wasn't good at like, we would just manage our uh, checking account balance by looking at online what would you know what was there or whatever and I imagine I think a lot of millennials and stuff do that now mm-hmm. anyway but like we would always bounce the daycare check because they would never cash it on time so like what I would so like so even though it was more work and it cost a dollar <laughs> I would go to the bank every day every week I would get a teller check from the from the just because it would just yeah it takes my, that stress it, out it just yeah. take one stress out so I would always look for little things that would just take the stress out like you know like because even like, I think that one of the biggest like revelations was that like, I have to be happy with my life the way I have it. Mm. So like constantly like either like you know, looking on Pinterest or like being on Facebook, think, like scrolling through all that and like seeing what you think other people's lives were. Right. And then being like, wow, I don't live up to that. And I'm like, oh, my kids have hot dogs and they have chicken nuggets. And like, sometimes we're going through the drive through like, like, so always getting back to a focal point of my kids are happy. They are loved. They're healthy. You know, like just mm-hmm. I, having those mantras yeah. um, is, you know, and that, and that has been something I've like every year I set an intention for the year. Mm-hmm. So instead of like doing new year's resolutions, I'll do a like mantra. Right. So I remember, I remember one year it was like, don't let perfection be the enemy of the good, which is a quote from I think Voltaire, but anyway, love it. But so like that, that was whenever I would get overwhelmed and everything I was doing, I'd be like, okay, just send the email. Don't the perfection, you know, yeah. like, cause I would get, I knew that for me getting wrapped up in all the like perfection and like mm-hmm. thinking, just, just send it. Um, and then another year it was, I refuse to accept less than I deserve. 
Nice. That's a hard one. And they're, and they're, they're all like, so I would constantly have they're a challenge for sure to come back to though. Yeah. That whenever I was starting to feel overwhelmed by everything, mm-hmm. you no, know, I know I'm coming back to, this is the focal point. And then, you know, it just, at least like, it takes, I guess it's decision fatigue too. Like if you could have that focal point and be like, okay, like, you know, I'm letting perfection like stop me from saying yeah. like just just do it like it, it like gives you the permission I guess it's like your north star right that guiding yes. light that kind mm-hmm. of brings you back and you go right that is what I said I wanted to experience this year right right exactly. and if exactly. I do this I will be true to that and if I continue down this road I won't mm-hmm. be so I am gonna do this you know right yeah and I it's really not like easy that. and it's not like you know and I have it with like my business there's things that like mm-hmm. the reason I want like I wanted to you know, my daughter is starting middle school in the fall and I wanted to be available for her just mm-hmm. in case she happened to want, you know, because right. it's going to be challenging. And so like, I'm like, is this going to let me, you know, is it getting me closer to, you know, I really am setting my own hours. I am in control of my time. Mm-hmm. Like, these are the things that I want and, you know, trying to make those decisions based on what I really, really want. Not, you know, in the moment be like, Oh, but it's a good opportunity. I don't want to pass it up. You know, like, totally. Well, it gives you it's that hard. permission. It's so mm-hmm. in 2017, my team at work had a ridiculous year. <laughs> we had the biggest event we've ever done. We hosted an event over two days for a million and a half people. Oh my God. Yeah. We, and in the two weeks leading up to that, we had to host three other events. Like it was insane. It was because it was Canada's yeah. 150th birthday. Like it was oh, this, okay. yep. it, it was insane. Perfect. Story. Um, so, and the hash, I, I was using hashtags at the time as my yeah. mantra. And so <laughs> the hashtag that year was expected to change because yep. I, I would talk to our government, um, uh, funding person every day. And he'd say, so now this is what they want to see. And I'd say, okay. And he'd go, but you know, expect it to change. And it became this funny thing. So every time I would update my team, I'd say, but expect it to change. And it became the theme of the year. So the next year I was like, screw this. So I said, our hashtag this year is simplify. Oh, nice. And Mm -hmm. so if there was a way to simplify anything we were doing, even if we'd done it the same, the whole time, I was like, we have to simplify. If somebody said, oh, this person really came up. They want us to take this on. I'd say, no, we're simplifying this year. We're letting things go. We're doing them simply. We're, you know, setting boundaries and we're simplifying. And it worked so well because it gave our team the permission to do less, but do what we did even better. Right. Right. But it was something about having that mantra of simplify. And I brought it home too. I was like, what can we simplify at home? Right. But it gave the permission to just live that and say Mm -hmm. no to some things because they didn't align with what we had set out as our course for the year. Now in corporate, you cannot always say no, but where we could, we did. Right. Absolutely. And it just helps, like like you said, give the permission because then it empowers your staff too. like they'll know this is where my this is the direction, you know, my boss wants us to go. Right. And at least, you know, if it's not if it's not setting right with that intention that we set for the year or whatever, like, you know, like they they're empowered to say say no. And and it's so funny because like the not funny, but like. we're so used to having to do so much and produce yeah. so much. And like, you know, so they probably felt like, even though they were performing probably well above and beyond, yeah. that well, that's like, I'm what not happened. doing enough. I'm not doing. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what happened at the beginning of COVID. We all of yeah. a sudden had to be at home and our major event was canceled. 
Mm-hmm. So there were some things we had to do, obviously, yeah. but until we sort of figured out what that virtual element was and like what our new plan of attack was, there wasn't as much to do. And I kept saying to them, your mental health matters more. If you're only delivering 75% of your regular capacity, that is okay. I don't want you delivering any more than that because this is a really weird time. And none of us know how we're going to respond. Mm -hmm. So you need to take care of yourselves. And it was that permission to do less and to take care of themselves because they are high performers. Mm -hmm. They don't have kids. They're like, no, I have to go, go, go give everything I have. And it's like, okay, (laughs) take a beat. We're in a global pandemic that hasn't been seen the likes of in a hundred years. So let's just take a breath, take a breath. (laughs) It's okay. You know, (laughs) but it's, it's, there's something about finding that kind of touchstone. Mm-hmm. That's like the third thing I've called it. North star guiding light touchstone, light, touchstone something, <laughs> whatever you want it to be yeah. <laughs> that you can come back to, mm-hmm. right. That can sort of give you that permission to live the way you want to live. Right. Yeah. And I want to point out, like, it's like you saying that to your staff is so important because like, I think the directors and the leadership level, like you know, saying this is what we're doing, saying your mental health matters. Yeah. Like, cause so often it's not, or it's not talked Mm -hmm. about or anything like that. So I think that that is such a huge thing, you know, so I commend you for that too. Like, you know, setting that example and, you know, because then if you're giving your staff that permission to, to care about the mental mental health, Mm -hmm. hopefully, you you know, or, or your physical health, any of it during all time that you would also be like, okay, I have to as well, (laughs) you know, cause I think And I do. And I think that's the thing, like I've, I've started living this over the last, let's say five years. I mean, I've lived a healthy life longer than that, but I've really made balance. And I know people think that's a buzzword. And I asked, I will ask you a question later on in the episode about balance. (laughs) Um, But setting boundaries, let's, instead of balance, let's talk about boundaries because Mm -hmm. it's saying to my work, no, I'm, I'm not going to take that call. It's not an emergency. I'll get back to you tomorrow. Like it's, you know, being able to set some boundaries to protect my own self and to say, I'm, I know we've just had a really busy time and I'm now taking a week off and I encourage you to take a week off as soon as I'm back and, you know, or like you're going to take your week first and then I'm going to take it, but we all need time off to recover because that's not really what they've had modeled to them before. Right. So it's not. Yeah. And I want to make it okay. And luckily I'm in a, an organization or at least a department that mm-hmm. lives that and supports that, good. you know, so it's good, but yeah, it's, it's not easy. <laughs> no, no, like boundaries are something I struggle with constantly. I always, I always, I think I always have. So it's something that I'm always struggling with, especially like if I, like I took on a new client recently and I'm like, I've got to, I've got to do everything perfectly. Do all the things, yeah. all the things. And, you know, and that's not, a what's expected of me, mm-hmm. you know, B like, it's not good for me, you know, like, mm-hmm. so, like what is, so understanding of what is actually an emergency versus what is not this. Yeah. And this is for everything, you yeah. know, like work, life, everything. Is it actually an emergency? Is anyone, yes. is anyone, well, you know, like, right. yeah, exactly. Like I would get so like worked up, like when my kids would fight and like, I'd get, try to like stop them fighting or whatever. And like my husband and I would joke, we're like, we have to tell them if is something on fire, or yep. is there blood? Otherwise yes. I'm not getting involved. I'm not, I'm not, you're not like, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. I said blood, fire, or flood. Yeah. That's the, like, those right. are the three things. Right. But yeah, we can't get involved in it because it's not good for me either. <laughs> you know, like, well, exactly. Figure it out. 
you guys are old enough, you're not really going to get, you're not toddlers anymore. You're not going to get hurt by biting. I don't know. <laughs> totally. Totally. That's actually, it makes me think because I, I have, um, I do some coaching on the mm-hmm. side and I don't do much because I know my capacity. I have a yeah. full-time job. I am building a business at certain times of that business. I'm doing things like planning weekend retreats like I am right mm-hmm. now. So, um, I, but I do take on some coaching clients, but I've had to get super clear on what I will do and what I won't do. Right. Like you're building your business and you were mm-hmm. saying how you're figuring out the work you like and yeah. the work you don't like. Right. So, um, I was working with a client and she was asking me to take on some things that she needed done legitimately, but I said, no, I'm not your person for that. Like, could I do it? Could I knock it out of the park for sure? But it was outside of sort of what we'd agreed to and what Mm -hmm. I was comfortable offering. And so I had to say no, and sure it would have been extra income and it would have been, you Mm -hmm. know, but it's setting those boundaries and figuring out what, what you will take on and what you will say no to. Right. Right. And I think that's so hard as moms too, like to yeah. say no, because there's all like all the things. Cause it's like, can I do this for this bake sale? Can right. we do a play date? Can we do, you know, can we have this party? Can we, like, it's all the things like, yeah. and it is, I think it's so hard for moms to say no, mm-hmm. you know, at least I know I would struggle with and be like, okay, yeah, I'll do it all. <laughs> we do well, it cause you want to be the best mom possible. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. But like, that is not, you know, like in the eyes of your kid, like, you know, I'll try to do for myself. I'll try to remember back. Like, do I remember, like, what do I remember fondly? You know what I mean about, or like, what yeah. do I actually remember of my childhood? Which yeah. is just like snippets of, you know, oh, yeah. like, so all these things, if I think I'm failing or I think that like, you know, I'm the worst because we didn't, you know, I didn't show up for, I didn't show up, but like you didn't, wasn't the homeroom mom or whatever it was, right. you know, they don't remember. Cause I don't remember. No. Because you know, like, I'm so worried of like scarring them, but I know. Right. We put so many, um, expectations on ourselves, which actually aren't real expectations for us. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. We just, and we, we think what we're supposed to do or what we should do. And we don't actually think about what's real. Right. <laughs> like, right. like you, you talked earlier about people's perceptions of you. Like, like it's that like, Oh, they're going to think this. Well, are they, do we actually know that? And quite frankly, if they do, do we care? right? Like what can we release of all of those things that we're saying in our heads? Right. Like the setting your expectations. So like, it'll be like something I would say to like moms who are expecting all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm like your expectations, I'm like set them low and then go lower. And like, it doesn't matter if like, you know, the laundry's not done. It doesn't matter if, you know, you eat takeout like three times a week or whatever, you know, because like, are you, whatever the thing is that you need to give up. Yeah that you're stressing out, you know, stressing about, or thinking that it's a perception of how you're going to be seen, let it go. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. let someone wash your dishes, let someone fold your laundry, let someone hold your baby for two hours while you sleep. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like just, you don't have to do it all, you know? No, like, exactly. Like I want to be the best mom I can possibly be, mm-hmm. but not to the detriment of my mental and physical health. Right. Right. And if I don't say no to some things and set some boundaries and Mm -hmm. for my kids, as well as myself, then I will, my mental and emotional health will suffer. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And it's, it's good. And what we're teaching them 
is mm-hmm. that, you know, like how to set boundaries and how, you know, like, it's not like, we're not saying this is a boundary and this is what you're setting, but you're, we're right. modeling, you yes. know, like that, we, you know, that like, this isn't healthy or that like, I feel better. Like I always, I use a lot of, like, I'm very open with my kids about when I'm struggling with like, like my anxiety is really high or like, yeah. or if I do, like, I know I yelled at them a few weeks ago and like, after I, like, I, I talk to them afterwards. Like yeah. I'm, I'm big on explaining, like, it wasn't okay for me to yell at you like that. I'm like, I was really frustrated about something that had nothing to do, you know, like yeah. going through it all and just being like, I'm sorry, A, mm-hmm. you know, like, I love you. I, you know, and you know, like, you know how you and your sister fight all the time because you love each other. And I said, it's because you love each other and you, you, and you tend to take out your frustrations on, yeah, the ones on those closest the to you. because yeah. you're the safest with them, you know? And um, so I'm big on like, just talking to them about, you know, what I'm feeling and why mm-hmm. and trying to explain it. And, you know, and as they're getting older, it's easier, you know, mm-hmm. easy when they were toddlers, my daughter was asking me the other day, she's like, do you miss when I would sit in the front of the car? Like when she was a toddler and I was like, I mean, you were cute <laughs> and like, you know, like it was a different time. I'm like, but you, you're just easier to reason with now. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> So yes, I miss it, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, I know I look and I'm like, oh man, they were cute, but man, right. they're, you know, in some ways easier now. Right. Yes. Even Whole play different dates, set of issues. play dates right. don't need management anymore. Right? right. They can just go play. So they're actually right. quite lovely. <laughs> but That was one of the, like we, where we moved, we're on a cul-de-sac and a development mm. and in the house where we lived before we were on like a busy pasture street. I'm oh like, yeah. Like it was so when they, when we moved here, I'm like, they can just go outside and play. Yeah. <laughs> like go play. There are kids in the neighborhood. Go play. Go find them. Right. right. That's something that doesn't like, I grew up in the house we live in and Mm -hmm. I would find friends Mm -hmm. and we like, and then, you know, be back at dinner. I don't know how I knew when dinner was, but, and I don't know how my mom didn't stress out if dinner was on the table and I wasn't, you know, Mm -hmm. but my kids don't stray. Like they don't go out and find mm-hmm. they'll, they'll connect with their friends on MS teams or whatever, right. and then they'll make a date and they will get together, but they yep. don't just sort of go out in the neighborhood and meet up with people, you know? Yeah. It's even though it's the same street, right? <laughs> it's like right. we're, you know, 38 years later, you know, so there's kids there, ride your bike around the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and then say hi to them. Like that's right. what's not happening. Right. Like it's mm-hmm. something's shifted. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So you have what are some of the other processes and things and like little tips that you put in place for yourself? Let me think. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of the, let me see, one of the things that I always do, like the sleep is a super, super Mm -hmm. important thing. And I know right now um, with my kids being gone, my husband and I are like, we're staying up late. We're, you know, like, so I can like, but I know that if it was my normal life <laughs> where the kids were here and their yeah. schedules and all that stuff, it would not, it doesn't sustain. So we like, I like, we need to go to bed, you know, yeah. be in bed asleep, you know, by 11 o'clock so that we can, it's just like, it's setting like, I don't know, like just th- like, I will say touch points again or touchstones again, things that you just always do. Like yeah. the more things that you just make a habit, mm-hmm. even if it's not like big thing, but just that like, so you go to bed at this time, you wake up at this time. And what I, one I struggled with with COVID was I'm like shower and get dressed in the morning. Cause for, I would always would, I would go out to work, mm-hmm. you know, but then with COVID I was like, Oh, I'm like, I'm just gonna work my pajamas all day. You know, Cause I work right. remotely and stuff, but I've had to get back into the shower, get dressed, like, you know, mm-hmm. have that, like just things that you do every day. Um, one of my bigger ones recently is just being outside, even if it's for, five minutes. Mm-hmm. 
it like just be outside, you know, because mm-hmm. you, you can do that in any weather. I know like sometimes like sometimes it's too hot, it's raining, or but you can at least like I'll go on my porch if it's like pouring yeah. rain or whatever. Like just to just I don't bring my phone with me. I don't do any of that. Just just be there. Mm. And it, it, it's a struggle for me to just, you know, cause I, even though like I've, I've tried to meditate and <laughs> type yeah. like my mind goes all over. I can't, I can't do it. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. I actually but, thought about signing up for a class side note. Maybe we should do this together. But, like some, find some virtual class yeah. where I actually have some accountability and somebody guiding me through it. Because I think that's the only way I'm ever going to make this Right. Cause I'll happen. do like every once in a while, I'm like, mm, okay, I'll do this. And you know, yeah. it just never happens. One thing I do love, I'm going to get completely sidetracked. Have you ever done a float tank? Yes. Oh my God. But do I'm... you do like, this is totally a tangent, but do you yep. do the tank? Like where you get in the little pod? Cause the one I did was like this room like the size of the tank, like the size of the pool. Yep. Um, but it was a room with higher ceilings and it was just private. And that was lovely. I've seen the pods where like the lid closes over you. I'm not mm-hmm. so sure. I, I haven't done the, any of the ones I've gone to have been the rooms. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't yeah, think I have like the pod, but <laughs> I'm not sure. But well, because I've done the room one, like, but I'm like, now I know what to expect. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm like, I think I'll just, it's amazing. It. I love it. It is amazing. Cause it yeah. takes, like I would, I always do like an hour and a half one, whatever oh, I, whenever yeah. I do them, because it takes a good 20, 25 minutes for my brain to shut off. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and then I'm like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. I, now I need to, I haven't done one in a very long time. Now I need I to go book one. Like I haven't done one in probably six months or whatever. And somebody <laughs> like, they're like, oh, there's a new one. I'm like, oh, there's a new one. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, check it out. I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. I'll go. I need and to I, find you know, one again. And I think those are the, and I'm, I have to get back into those self-care habits mm-hmm. that I did just for me. So like that is one I would do just for me. Um, I would do, I would go to yoga and actually it would be me and my sister, we would go. So it was a mix of like getting to go, you know, doing something with my sister that isn't like going out to eat. <laughs> isn't right. like, you know, we would spend a little money because you know you just pay for the class, but you know, I would go to yoga. We would go like every two weeks, there was reoccurring class that we would go to. Um, one big thing that I've started to, that I've done two, three years aside from COVID is I go away for a weekend by myself. Uh, amazing. Right. So like it takes planning. Like, so it's not like, so all these things aren't things that you can just do on a whim, no, but like, right. but it like just the, I don't even know how to describe what it is, <laughs> but like, it's just the, I can do whatever I want, whenever mm-hmm. I want for just like 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And I don't do anything. Like I, I would, I'd rent an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. and I would just go in a little town, you know, I'm like, okay, like, I'll get coffee from this place, you know, just check out stuff. And it's re- like, sometimes I would read, just read, mm-hmm. watch TV. Like, it's just like, it's whatever I want to do. Yeah. I would, you know, like I went and sat, I went this patch March and I went and just sat on the beach and because I could. Yeah. Just for an hour. And I didn't have to like pack anything up, but I didn't have to, you know, like that yeah. is just there's what something I did. about the release of obligations for that yes. time frame. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I, I think that, that. that I think that's a good in, in thinking about it. That is how I think a lot of the, we've compartmentalized like my husband and I how we handle like with the kids. Like he always does morning drop off. Like mm-hmm. you know morning stuff. Whatever. So I net so it's like you have I never have to think about that. Yes. I ne- is, that is just his. And I always do afternoon. So that is, that is mine. He never has to think about mm-hmm. it, you know, unless like, you know, we had to say like, you know, oh, I have a meeting, blah, blah, blah. Right. But, like, it, but it let, if there's any of those things where you can just release the obligation, like, like yeah. it is, well, it's amazing. Well, I think amazing. the themes I'm seeing here, there's a couple, there's reducing decision fatigue. 
-hmm. right? So just taking the decision away because it's already set and planned. Right. Um, Scheduling things and just Mm -hmm. making them a recurring event. Yep. Right. Like your yoga class or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever it might be. It could be a monthly thing. It could be an every three month thing. It could be a daily thing, right? Depending. Right. But you just make them kind of a non-negotiable recurring event in your Mm -hmm. calendar. Right. You know, I think those things and then finding those pain points, kind of like you talked about the check and going to the bank and getting the teller's Mm -hmm. check, right? Like taking, finding those pain points and figuring out, well, what's the simplest way to fix this? Right. Right. That'll maybe take a little more work, but actually take less stress. Right. Right. Those things, like those three systems, if Mm -hmm. you will, guiding principles to Mm -hmm. de-stress your life. I I (laughs) really, I think those are so powerful. So, so powerful. We do meal planning too. We do it on, usually on the weekends, we'll do the plan and then Mm -hmm. make our grocery list um, and get sort of the food for like the first four days or so. Yeah. Yep. But do you plan when you plan meals question for you? Mm -hmm. Do you just plan dinners? No. So how I, I'm like, I should like how I would always, I'll do my whole grocery sheet of paper because I'm a a paper person. I'll I'll have dinners and then, but I only plan like breakfast and lunch. Like I'll plan what I'm eating for breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, but I don't necessarily I'll, and I'll ask my kid, like, what are, what's, your, what are, what's your whim of breakfast this week? Because totally. it's never, yeah, like, it's you know, always are changing. you back into chocolate? Chip, what chocolate cereal bottles? do you want this week? Right. Because you stopped so, eating that one. Right. So I'll plan my breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Because I'm, I want to make sure I have the things that I want to eat or whatever. Because mm-hmm. I know that between my kids and my husband, that, you know, I'm like, I'm like, what are you, you know, oh, I'll just have turkey. Okay. You know, like they're, yeah. they're just, they don't, I don't know. They don't care that much. I don't know. Whatever right. it is. Um, so I don't plan out you know, breakfast, lunch for everybody, like that type of thing or every mm-hmm. daily, but it's, but I'll plan for myself. Like, Oh, okay. I'm going to make, and I'll bulk pl- like cook things. Like, cause I mm-hmm. love, like I'll make like a frittata and like, that's what I'm going to eat for right. know, breakfast for the week because I could put all the vegetables and all the stuff that I like in it. And no mm-hmm. one's, you know, no one's going to eat it anyway. Like, you know, I mean, so it's mine. Right. <laughs> so awesome. I'll plan things for me, you know, because I'm like, eh, nobody else really cares. And I can have things that I like and that are, you know, good for me yeah. and all that. And it take, you know, takes the stress out of that too. Cause then I'm not thinking like, Oh, am I going to eat today? Okay. I'll just grab this bagel. Or I'll grab, you know, right. Like a chips that the kids have sitting here or whatever. Totally. Totally. It's I've talked about this a little bit on the show before, but like my husband does 90% of the cooking. Well, a little bit less now. Cause I now cook on weekends mm-hmm. is sort of what we've agreed. And that takes the stress off him. Right. He, yeah. But he loves cooking. He just mm-hmm. doesn't like deciding what we're going to have in the uh, moment. Like mm-hmm. he, as long as he has a plan, He'll cook forever, mm-hmm. but he also likes it when I cook on the weekends because right. not that it's incredibly tasty, but it just means that he doesn't have to think about it. Right. Right. But we only plan dinners because we always have the same staples mm-hmm. and like with a few extra things, like what's Hannah eating for breakfast this week. Right. Like right. a few extra things that we'll figure out as we go shopping, but yeah, we, we just plan dinners because that's sort of what everything revolves around. It really is. You know, and like if we have a really tight turnaround, then that's a slow cooker night or, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. But have we can tell the weeks that we meal plan and the weeks mm-hmm. that we don't, those weeks that we don't are way more stressed out. Yep. For sure. There's way more anxiety and tension mm-hmm. and like, oh, we did it again. And like we, we eat out more than we should right. or, take, or get takeout or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. 
it's not a, about the health thing. It's about the money thing. Like we don't want right. to be spending like for four people, it's at least right. 60 bucks, right? Like exactly. unless you're, unless you're going to McDonald's and we don't want to do that all the time. So, right. You know, then you're just like, Oh God, you know, exactly. And then you yeah. like get your, and then I know I get myself in a spiral of like, totally. Oh my God. And then I'm not feeling you know, like, and then we're making bad decisions. And then, blah, blah. No, totally. Totally. Yeah. You know, yeah, and what I've been doing is I'll plan like in like the same thing as that with a slow cooker, like Monday through Thursday, Monday through like Monday through Thursday are simple things. Like it's always like pasta and meatballs that I you know either I either buy frozen ones or I've got ones made yeah. up at batch tacos on Tuesday. It's always like the same type of thing. Totally. And then I and then we do takeout on Fridays because I'm like if we just give ourselves permission that mm-hmm. we do takeout on Fridays, that's what we totally. Do. <laughs> you know, so totally. so like if you, it takes the it's the guilt off of it for me that like we're yeah. you know, I'm like. Friday's a takeout day and then on the weekends is when I like I'll make a new recipe or I'll really right. because I, I do you have the it. time right yeah. I have the time I have the energy I have the you know like and you know so that's when I'll do it so instead of because I used to like oh I've got to have a recipe for every night or whatever but like why right. put that stress on us like right. know, or on myself but sometimes like we have probably like 11 different staples that our family mm-hmm. really likes right yeah. so it's like we just say okay kids what's the one meal you want to make sure is in this week's plan right. You know, they might name a couple and then we introduce, like we bring them in the plan. Right. Right. We have this fun new one. Do you guys have an Ikea near you? It's like three hours away. We were all, we were joking that we would be closer to one because we do love Ikea so much, but yeah. So just as an aside, totally silly story, but one of our new favorite meals is the homemade Ikea dinners because okay. Okay. when we go to it, cause we have an Ikea like 40 minutes away. So oh, it's so jealous. We so actually jealous. have two 40 minutes away in opposite directions. I'm sorry to That's share amazing. that with you. It's fine. It's um, fine. <laughs> so, but so when we go, we buy the jar of the lingonberry sauce mm-hmm. and we buy a packet of the gravy. Okay. And then at some point that week, we will buy turkey meatballs from the grocery mm-hmm. store, some potatoes and some vegetable, and yep. we will make ourselves the Ikea dinner. Yes. And there's something <laughs> about the lingonberry sauce and that gravy that can make anything taste delicious. But the, kids, <laughs> the kids are so excited about it. They're like, let's do Ikea dinner. They don't mean going right. to Ikea. No, they, you know, they just, they think it's super fun and it is very tasty. We did try it with a grocery store brown sauce. It didn't work. It's just not the same. it's not the same and that's one of the things that my husband and I like we got two weeks left till our kids come we need Mm -hmm. to start getting back into like real life again right (laughs) you know and I'm like well like what I was thinking is that like because sometimes the kids will be like I don't want that again because we have the staples Mm -hmm. and I'm sure like that like I'll make the like the protein is a staple but then like I rotate like you know okay like you can do meatballs you can do them Italian, you can do them Swedish meatballs, you can, yeah. you know, like have it like rotating the flavors or whatever of things. Totally. Like the, you know, I'm like, like that's what I want to do. Cause then I'll at least have a little bit of variety since they're older and they are eating more things now. Totally. And, we know. do, um, we call them Buddha bowls. I don't think they're actually Buddha bowls. The recipe we first tried was called the Greek power bowl, mm-hmm. which it has like chicken and peppers and tomatoes and cucumber and it's on rice. And then you have this mm-hmm. like lemon and olive oil, um, Ooh. like delicious dressing. Mm -hmm. And, um, but then we've since started doing like, okay, let's make it Mexican. Okay. Let's make it whatever. Right. And then it's a little bit of a change up and we do tacos at least once a week, but always different kinds, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's, we'll do shredded chicken tacos. We'll do veggie tacos. We'll do shrimp tacos. Like it's, you know, and then we were doing so many different kinds of tacos. My son was like, please just give us regular tacos. (laughs) I just want ground (laughs) cheese. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. <laughs> Nothing fancy. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it's good. And we always get to take, like we call it a heat neat um, mm-hmm. from Costco. Whenever we do our Costco run, we do a heat yeah. neat, one of their ready-made dinners too, right? Like those are yeah. the systems that we put in place that just simplify everything and sort of take right. that stress away for sure. Yeah. And that's what you need to do because there's so much stress. Like it's just so much all the time, it's a lot. And, yeah. you know, so where you can, so it might seem silly that like meal planning or grocery shopping on a Friday night was, but like, if it takes all, it takes like oh, yeah. you know, stress off your shoulders. Oh my God, do it. Like you know, just stop and think about totally. like, what could be like, what would be helpful, you yeah. know, or like if, if this just went away, what would it, oh, okay. or like, how could you just make it easier, make some little piece of it easier and you totally. Know, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I think that's the thing too. Like if something you try doesn't work, then don't yeah. do it again. <laughs> don't I, try to make it work. Well, that's it, right? It's an experiment. We tried this mm-hmm. thing. So our kids are 14 and 11 mm-hmm. and have just started doing their own laundry. For some that might seem late, but it's a miracle in our house. Mm-hmm. But I had some stress around mm-hmm. the giant jug of detergent, mm-hmm. right? Well, right. I found these better for the environment, um, soap tabs by true earth. I think it's called this company oh, cool. and they're like, they look like a sheet of foam, like craft foam, mm-hmm. but they're perforated and they okay. dissolve in water and they're better for the environment. It's just like a one inch by three inch tab. So I'm like, just tear one off. And then tear it into little pieces and put it in the receptacle mm-hmm. and there's your laundry. And now they can do, they can do laundry and it's super easy for them. Mm-hmm. They don't always remember to flip it and they don't always fold it and put it away. Right. But it's, but, it's a step that's simplifying things. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's the, the setting expectation too. Like, yeah, they did it like let them like, so they didn't put it away. They didn't, you know, yeah. it, like whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, like think, think back to yourself. Like, when did you really start putting your own clothes away? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, I know I had but, terrible messy rooms. My mom would like, like, <laughs> I think about that now and I'm like, I've got to give my kids some slack. <laughs> right. That's what I do. Like, if, you, if you think back, it's like, okay, like I, like, I was probably, you know, married and never had kids before I was really putting my clothes away. Yeah. I'm looking like, at this big pile right. beside me, but <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm like, we will look over here. I'm like, there's some folded stuff and there's some sweatshirt on the floor. Yeah. Like, so, but it's like, we try to like, you know, so celebrate what they are doing. Yeah. They're doing the laundry. You know, yeah. yeah, it's not perfect, but neither are we, you know, and, no. you know, and we know we mean well, like we're trying to instill these like good habits in them. Right. But like, if then fight, then if you're then, then fighting with them about like, you didn't put it away, you didn't do it, you know, like it's just yeah. adding layers. So like, just let it be, their clothes are clean. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Could we just have a pile of clean and then a pile right. of dirty and not mix the two? So we're washing clean clothes every time. Like right. it's <laughs> one thing like we did, like with just because like we would get they just had their stuff every like they would just leave stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. And have, we just put their stuff at the bottom of the stairs. That instead of like instead nice. like this is like just it's just there. There's just yeah. a whole like I mean it doesn't look nice, whatever. Like it's just that's where if, when we put it there. And then we're like, we're trying to instill in them. Every time you walk up the stairs, take at least one thing. Yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> one thing, please. I know. And it, it's, it takes effort. It does yes. take effort. And it's not, I mean, it's interesting. It just occurred to me now, like we so often try and raise our kids with the habits we've developed as adults, as opposed to recognizing that we didn't have are. those back then. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I can't expect my 11 year old to be my 45 year old habit self no. when I can't even get this pile off my bed. I like for months, I have literally been taking this pile and putting it at the bench when I go to bed and then in the morning, taking it off the bench and putting it back on the mm-hmm. bed. Now, mm-hmm. 
I will fold things, put them away. And then the pile reappears. Right. Yes. Like, so I can't really get mad at my daughter for having and I, but I think that's close. a good perspective. Like, if, because it, and then it takes some slack off us it, yeah. and it, it erases a fight that you're going to have for no reason. Yeah. You know? And also, but also it is just admitting that we're not like to like, you know, to whoever's listening, like, you know, yeah. I've got a pile of clothes. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? that's it. Right. Because I normalizing the mess. Normalize, normalize yeah. the mess. That it really, really is that, you know, life is messy. <laughs> And no well, one, like, it. I mean, some people are maybe, maybe some people are all like, everything is just so sure. or whatnot. And maybe that's what I they know. need to, to release the stress, right? Correct. Like I yeah. have to make my bed every day. If it's not, and not I'm laughing because it's the biggest thing in between me and my husband, because he needs, he needs it like perfect. Yeah, and I'm just like, whatever. Perfect, but I need <laughs> but, it made. And I have an exorbitant number of pillows in our house on every <laughs> surface, but I need the bed made. Otherwise I don't feel okay, it is now covered in a giant pile of clothes, but it's made and the pillows are just so, right? right? Like, yes, ex- what, so whatever, that's what you need. Like to, like, yeah. like my husband's like, I have to make them before I get into it. And I'm like, I don't care. I'll just like snuggle in wherever. And like, it's our right. biggest like fight, like, you know, in air quotes, <laughs> you yeah. know, but like, I don't care. I'm right, like, if you totally. care so much, make the bed then. Before yeah. I get into it, you know what I mean? If you cared so much, make it. But it's not like something that I'm going to get upset or, or, you know, that it, like, I think really gives you know, a lot of creative energy too, because totally what it is, but it, totally. like, it's a mess. Everything is just, everyone's house is a mess. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. Right. And if yours yeah. isn't awesome for you, right. Right. Like I, I would love to know your secrets come right. on the show, <laughs> right. <laughs> but also be okay that yours is, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, right. Just, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, yeah. We just put so still? much pressure no. on ourselves, right? Yes, we do. We really do. <sighs> Okay, I'm gonna ask you some questions that I oh, ask sure. all my guests. How do you define balance for yourself and your family? How do I define balance? Balance is it's not it's, as much as much as I'm an analytical person and a numbers person over it's not that at all. It's mm. the feeling more mm-hmm. of just ease. Um, mm. like if we haven't like, it's like, it's like, what are we like, I, I need, I want it. Like we haven't just sat and watched a movie. Mm. So it's like, it's, it's really like an ease and a simplicity. Like if we're mm-hmm. doing like, you know, if we haven't, if we've been go, 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 like, then we need to do something chill. Like, so just like yeah, putting something in that's easy and simple and it's not, that. you know, but that's, you know, that's what I would think where we're trying and it's more of a feeling like as mm-hmm. much as I'm an little person that is one of those feeling things of, yeah totally you know we're not balanced or we are balanced or we're not yeah it feels out of balance right yeah yeah I love that I love it all right I know you make some time for self-care so besides mm-hmm. floating and the occasional yoga what does self-care look like for you um and I, I I'm not the best at daily self-care like so mm. self-care for me so like what I, what I actually do, like, you know, and it's like, I have things that like, I should be, I should be walking more. I should do that. Right. But what I actually do is let myself check out like, and then mm. like check out. Like, so it's, I, I let myself have the guilty pleasures of like TV or like, you know, watch mm. like it, that is, that is what self-care is for me. Cause it's like, I can switch off my brain. It's escapism. Yeah. It's a, right. So yeah. that is, so it's, it's, you know, you're reading a young adult book or what you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's, re- totally. it's, it's not anything that is hard or where I have to think so that is that like my ultimate self-care that I do 
actually do on a regular basis is letting myself, yeah. you know, just letting myself shut off. I love it. That's good. That's good. All right. What is the biggest lesson you have learned as a mom? I would say biggest lesson I've learned as a mom is that they, your kids love you just the way you are. Mm. You are their biggest, like they think that you are the sun and the moon and the stars. And it's hard to like, you recognize that and realize, you know, it took me a really long time to even think that I wasn't a bad mom and all that. You know, but like, like it just, in, I'll hear it in things like my, my older daughter was like, oh, my, my mom has her own business. Like, you know, so just hearing her like talk about, you know, be proud, you know what I mean? Or just yeah. like, you know, or they're like, mommy, this is the song you like. You know, like they love you just the way you are, you know? Yeah. So that was, I think that was one of the biggest lessons I learned in parents. They love you. So you're, you're not messing it up, so <laughs> messing your house, but you're I love it. messing up your kids. <laughs> That's so beautiful. I love that. So good. All right. How can our listeners connect with you, follow you, get coached by you if they are sure. feeling all of the overwhelm and anxious stuff? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, my, like I said, my business is the anxious adult. So the, um, the website is www.theanxiousadult.com. Um, they can also email me at Liz at the anxious adult.com. Uh, I'm also on Facebook. Uh, I'm Liz Colts. It's my personal Facebook page, okay. but then that's where, you know, but also I have a anxious adult Facebook page or at E Colts on Twitter. Nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I've loved this chat. I feel like we could chat about all the things for the entire evening. Probably. I'm, yeah. yeah. It's already, I'm like, wow, it's, been it's already 11 o'clock. Your time, so. But see, this is fun. Uh, it totally is. I, I have loved our chat. So thank you so, so much. Uh, I am very grateful to be connected to you. Thank you for having me. Yes. I'm very glad that I remember how we connected, but we did. And like, yeah. <laughs> Awesome. I am so excited to share with you that we are in the planning and registration phase for Mom Camp the Camp. That is right, it is finally coming back. For two nights, November 19th to 21st, we are going to be out at camp together, away in person in a totally quintessential summer camp vibe, except in November, of course. But it will be two nights away. You'll be sleeping in cabins, full on bunk beds, but super comfy. The cabins are heated. There are showers and toilets, flush toilets. It's like glamping more than camping. And we have some truly incredible speakers lined up for personal development and self-care. There's the pajama dance party on the Saturday night. We're going to be doing some archery, some forest walks, and tons and tons of downtime. Everything is included. Your meals, your wine, your sessions, the fitness classes, everything you might need. You don't have to think about a thing except how to make time for you. You can get all the information at momcamplife.com slash camp info. I really hope to see you there. All right, mamas, that's it for today. For more info about this episode, you can check out the show notes at momcamplife.com slash podcast. Hang out with us on Instagram at momcamplife. And if you love this episode, please share it with your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in and join us next time around the campfire.